This is the National Medicine Symposium from the Canberra National Convention Centre. A keynote presentation for day two here at the National Medicine Symposium 2018, Law, Ethics and Practice, Bringing Consumers on the Personalised Medicine Journey, Dr. Harriet Teer, Deputy Director of the Centre for Health, Law and Emerging Technologies, University of Oxford, Research Fellow, Melbourne Law School, all the way from England and you came by plane, I'm taking it, didn't swim. I did come by plane over in September <laughs> and you want to hear about how that went, do you? I do because <laughs> I've been exposed to doctors and doctors and some on our symposium are saying, well I'm a doctor and I'm also a, a doctorate doctor. So I am a doctorate doctor, a doctorate in chemistry in particular, which is interesting now that I work in law and ethics. But I did have a funny moment when I got on the aeroplane to come to Australia and the steward was very quick to check which kind of doctor I was. And I said, no, I'm not a doctor who could be useful in a medical emergency. I'm a chemist. And he very quickly responded that I would be useful if anyone had a broken heart. Well, have you found anybody here with that? Not that they've admitted to it. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe now they'll come flocking. So how's it been? Now, so we have so much information available to us as consumers and there must be a lot of um, problems regarding that information and, and keeping that information in a, in a safe way, sharing records. Yes, so a lot of the conference has talked about the value of the data that is going to be provided by patients, by consumers, by the general public and, and the wealth of research that can happen with that data, but it's hugely sensitive. So thinking about maintaining privacy and confidentiality while also managing those data sets so they can be valuable is really very important and very difficult. And what we do in our research centre is think how to not treat those as being mutually exclusive privacy isn't the alternative to public benefit in terms of the the research that we're doing with that data figuring out how we can set up procedures to include the patient or the consumer in those conversations to allow there to be a balance between the privacy but also getting the use out of that data is is, is what we're trying to do why is it difficult well it's difficult because data once it's online and shareable can go out very quickly to it can be shared sort of beyond your immediate research team in your department or further afield or even internationally and it's very difficult to sort of keep control of that and to have systems in place where you're very clear where the data have gone and who's doing what with them what we're trying to do is actually to develop a tool that allows feedback to the patient so they can have oversight of that pathway of how their data are travelling in order to know a bit better what's happening with them and what they're contributing to for the positive story of what, what progress is rather than the negative trying to keep tabs on everything. Now we talk about the journey. How important is it for the patient, the consumer, to be really hands-on in that journey? I think it's important, but I think it's very difficult. I think... The way that we are talking about the future of healthcare and, and especially the, the emphasis on preventive medicine and what you can do to try and avoid being a consumer in the first place, we're putting a lot of responsibility on the consumer to engage, to interact, to actually be a sort of it, much more involved in the journey and actually to be in the driving seat of that journey. And if we're going to do that, we need to get much better at actually facilitating those decisions for people and making it relevant to them because actually 
quite often you don't really think about being a patient or a consumer until you have a diagnosis that means you have to be it's not a it's not a thing you ask for and what we're really talking about at the moment in this conference is is thinking about it much sooner before you get sick before you you know what decisions you can be making to actually avoid um being a consumer in the first place and that's a much more difficult conversation i was gonna say that is a hard thing to deal with yeah, and, and, and we're battling against all of the other priorities you have in your daily life. And, you know, we, we, want, we want people to engage and make decisions about their health data when they're also thinking about their job or their kids or all of the other things that go on on a daily, daily basis. So one of the things we're particularly keen on is figuring out how we make it relevant for the individual at home in amongst all of those other things. Interesting you're talking about that at a symposium that has the future is now as, a, yeah. as, as part of the theme. So is it now? Are we ready for it if it is now? I think it is now. I'm not sure we're ready for it. And I, I mean that both in terms of the systems in support for patients, but also in terms of the individuals themselves. There are all sorts of ways that the future is now in terms of um, individuals' expectation using online resources, apps. You know, in 2017, there was something like 325,000 health apps, and they're clearly being used by people at home to help manage their health. What we're not getting very good at is figuring out which ones are actually useful and actually beneficial for the patient, and then how we draw that information in to the wider health data picture. What is dangerous about information getting out in the wrong areas? I think it's something we're not absolutely clear on. We have a lot of fear in terms of health data, particularly in terms of employees, uh, in the employee-employer relationship or health insurance. or you know, there, there are lots of worries about what might happen to data if the wrong people get their hands on it. There's a, I mean, there are, there are examples of the value of health data. The um, WannaCry ransomware event that affected countries all around the world, but particularly affected the NHS in terms of shutting down access to data, demonstrated that there is value in this data. And as soon as there's value, there are people that w- will potentially misuse it. So figuring out how to mitigate against that, but also draw value from it in terms of progress and research is, is tricky. We have so many professionals here from all sorts of areas of of health, you with law and ethics and all that sort of thing. How important is something like this in your field of expertise? Well, hugely important. We, We are thinking about these questions on a daily basis. There are, I mean, I, I work in a team of legal academics and and they spend a lot of time thinking about the regulatory frameworks, the governance mechanisms, how it is to try and keep people supported privacy you know all all of these things around especially digital um, health data and and the questions come up all of the time on on how we can navigate this space because it's changing so fast and that's part of the difficulty as new technology is coming online practically by the hour figuring out how we move with it to make sure that we're supportive of the research but also building in systems that are um, supportive of the individual It's, it's tough and exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> what was the feedback from your session this morning at your keynote address? What sort of questions were firing from the floor at you? We didn't have much opportunity for questions from the floor, but I've had some interesting comments. Um, whether or not... So I was talking about dynamic consent, which is a, a tool that helps people keep oversight of, of how their data and samples are being used. 
couple of queries on whether that's realistic in terms of withdrawing data from large data sets and as soon as it's been used for research how you can grapple that back which is a technological problem that we are thinking about I mean when you're involved in research you can always withdraw you can always step back and say you don't want to be or you should always be able to step back and say you don't want to be involved anymore so we're not actually with dynamic consent creating anything new in that sense we're just trying to make it more nuanced in terms of it's not an all or nothing decision um, so that so that was one of the things but mainly um i've had some pretty co- positive comments um someone liked my analogy of the cyclists i had a set of pictures about different people riding bicycles and the fact that they probably think about themselves as cyclists very differently as an analogy to the patient group because it's not a homogenous group quite a few of them won't want to be a patient don't necessarily think of themselves as a patient and we that's a group we've put them in essentially Uh, and that's difficult when we're trying to then build these systems that are flexible to accommodate a range of different people a range of different values exchanging of ideas at a symposium what will you take away from this one? Well, it's been it's been a really interesting few days and I have a notebook full of things that I'm going to follow up and, and take on. But I think, I think the thing that's been really encouraging for me is how often across all of the talks there have been consideration of the consumer as part of everything. Um, but also the fact that we're still really not clear on the science. So the future is now but there's already disagreement with what that looks like and what now means and what the future means and and there's still an awful lot we need to figure out which is hugely interesting so um yeah it's been good well when we get to symposium 2020 maybe we've got it figured out oh we'll have all the answers by then yeah it'll be it'll be solved and we can all go home (laughs) well thank you for answering my questions and thank you for uh being part of our symposium in 2018. Thank you very much. It's been it's been a pleasure. Well, hopefully, uh, on the way back um, on the plane, you'll get a steward who may have a broken heart. You can fix. <laughs> I'll be working on my advice. <laughs>